welcome to Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I have intimate conversations with women of color on my couch. Today we will discuss brokenness in the quarantine and give advice to a woman who takes care of her boyfriend. Mm, that's a no-no. <laughs> I'm your host, Jasmine W., and I have a very special guest today, my good friend, Kiana Garner. She's an L.A. native, a pop culture junkie, a recovering temp and comedy writer. On her quest to become the Black Tina Fey, she attended Second City in Hollywood, wrote for web and TV network series, and wrote TV reviews for a Hollywood Insider site. In her free time, she likes to catch stand-up shows, probably mine, <laughs> hike, travel, pretend to be a food critic, and blog about random LA nonsense. So check out her blog at what was I supposed to be doing again at WordPress.com. It's my friend Kiana. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm happy to be here. I ain't even gonna lie, thank you for being here again because she did my test episode with me. <laughs> it was fun, I wanted to come back. Yeah, I was like, oh, at least I uh, really like talking to Kiana, so I don't mind talking to her over and over. Yeah. Cool, so um, today we are going to talk about brokenness, but first, because Kiana and I bounce ideas off of each other all the time, you know, she gave me feedback on my name. So I wanted to hear from you, what do you think about the word colored? And I'm gonna be asking the, like my first few guests on the on the podcast what they think about the word. So what, what is your take? So colored, um, yeah, last time when we talked about it, uh, I was just saying that it is an old term. I think it's an evolution from the N word, originally like the slave, we had nigger, then we had Negro, mm -hmm. then we were colored. Um, I do think it is a negative term. I'm not going to say derogatory. I do think it's negative when it's used by people outside of our, you know, race, mm -hmm. even though people use colored and it's a more of an empowerment, endearment term now. Um, yeah, I just think it's like an old school term and like, but I do see your double entre, uh, double entendre with it being colorful conversations because I do feel like our conversations as black people are more colorful. Yeah, it's so interesting too to see the dynamic. Well, my first guest was um, Latina. And so I asked her, do you consider yourself like a woman of color? And she was like, yes. I was like, what about colored? She's like, I never really thought about it. I was like, yeah, because you're not black. <laughs> But um, yeah, I just wanted to take the word, I say the N word, I wanna take this word just like I say the N word and use it to the way that I'd like to use it. And my grandmother may disagree, but that's my business. <laughs> White women call the colored conversations, then I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> right, and she's like, I I'm Rebecca, I'm a huge supporter of the black community, I'm only gonna have black women on, and it's just colored colored women like, <laughs> you're talking about that, that would be problematic <laughs> I actually don't have a problem with a white woman calling me colored as long as I can call her colorless I mean yeah I guess I just feel like colored is a lot more derogatory coming from them than me calling her colorless because colorness doesn't have any like meaning like you know color comes from like a history of like yeah racism. So, you, you don't, don't think, think colorless, colorless is offensive? No, because they, they are colorless. They're white. Like, that's obvious. And I mean, we, we're colored because we're black, but it's also just like all the negative things that go along with it. So, yeah, yeah. They would be affected by it. Okay, understood. I think if I call it a white woman colorless, she would be very upset. And, but, you know, there's a lot of things that white women get upset about. 
That could be a whole show. <laughs> so, um, but I want y'all to listen. Just stop getting mad. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, so the quote of the day, you already know this quote, Kiana, because you picked it out. There's, it's by Issa Rae, and the quote is, there is so much creativity in brokenness. Brokenness will have you making it work. What does this quote mean to you, and you know, why did you choose it? Um, I chose this quote because I feel like it speaks to people who are artists. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of artists experience brokenness uh, differently um, because we still have to create through that. And I think being broke and being a creative is really hard because you got to think about like, oh, how can I be creative? But at the same time, how can I pay my bills? Like that's always the conundrum for creative people. So I think they do have to get, use that creativity to figure out how I'm going to pay bills and how I'm going to do my art. Um, so I think that's like, it's such a, yeah, a creative conundrum, creative people understand. Because when you're just broke and you just like don't have aspirations. Okay. <laughs> all you can do is you just like, okay, let me get a job at Starbucks and just worry about paying my bills. I don't have to worry about anything else. You know, yeah. it's like things you got to worry about. So I love that quote. I also, I agree with that so much, especially in the quarantine, but also people don't understand that when you have, when you consider yourself an artist, you will spend on your art and it might not be an enormous amount of money, but those things add up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even my subscription that I have to pick monkey, that's like $15 a month that I just pay for that. And people would be like, that's not that much, but it's like, that is like, that's a hundred dollars a year. I use just for my YouTube and my creative stuff because that's how anal I am about it. Wait, what's pick monkey? I don't even know what that is. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just basically, it's like a Photoshop, but way simpler. Okay. So it's like a fancier Photoshop or easier to use Photoshop. Yeah. It's easier to use for me anyway. You know, we spend on stuff like that because we're passionate about it. What, how do you feel about, you know, like, how has Issa Rae inspired you or is she somebody that has inspired you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Issa Rae just being like a black woman in my like demo, in my age group telling mm-hmm. stories that are about like my generation. That's like inspiring in itself, being able to have a platform like HBO. Mm-hmm. To tell it on. Um yeah, I think she definitely inspires me. Um, she's a writer. I'm a writer, aspiring mm-hmm. working writer. <laughs> so right. it's just good to see like we can get to those levels. So you need to see someone there so you can see yourself there too. But yeah, I think she's definitely inspiring to Black women for sure. Yeah, she got popping from um her web series, Awkward Black Girl. Do you consider yourself awkward? Oh my gosh, yes. That's why I resonate. That web series resonated with me so much because I'll never forget when a friend sent it to me because I have friends, uh, Easton and I have mutual friends that went to school. They went to Stanford together. So mm-hmm. my friend sends me this and she's like, my friend did this web series. I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel seen. That's what I wow. felt. <laughs> one, she's highlighting LA in a different way. It's not, we're not seen as one dimensional characters, especially like black women are always seen as like either they're the Tiffany Haddish or Ooh. Monique. Like that's it. That's the only range we had. Yeah. And so now she's showing like, oh, you can be in the middle. You could be into like other things. You can have eccentric tastes and Mm -hmm. into white boys or whatever it is. And so it just made us look more dynamic. And I think, yeah, I definitely consider myself awkward all the time. (laughs) Me too. 
I don't think people would necessarily think that about me or maybe think that I think that about myself. But I think that that's the one thing, not the one thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to Issa and so many things, but that's the one thing that I think is different because she made people realize black girls think that they're awkward. We just think you guys are so cool and like put together and like all of these things, but no, we feel awkward too, you know, in our own way. Exactly. Did you watch Awkward Black Girl back when it came out? I didn't watch it when it came out. I found it later. So I probably found Awkward Black Girl probably like three years ago. Okay. And I binge watched it and I was like, this it? <laughs> it was like right around the time Insecure actually came out because I had never, I didn't know where Issa came from and everybody's like, oh, Awkward Black Girl. So I went back and watched it and fell in love with it. And that's what made me like fall in love with her and her, um, just her blackness in general too. I appreciate it. Fun fact, I was in an episode of Awkward Black Girl. Really? What were you doing? I need to I go back. I was in extra. I was in, so I was in the episode where she takes, or um, White Jay takes her on a date to Spoken Word. And mm-hmm. they're in the theater. It was a cupcake theater over in Hollywood. And they needed people to fill up the audience. So we had to watch as all of these actors performed like terrible uh, Spoken Word. Yeah hard to like not laugh while they were doing it so we're in the audience like snapping as they finish i was in the front row i'll send you a screenshot of it to you. girl send me the uh, episode so i can watch it i'll send it to you <laughs> that's hilarious i was in an episode of um housewives of atlanta <laughs> how long ago was that uh, this was probably like three or four years ago, but you know that's that's how that shows how uh, classy and cultured and like well connected Kiana is, and how ratchet I am. Like, girl, <laughs> and everybody saw me in that episode too, honey. I had so many screenshots sent to me on Instagram and Facebook. What were you doing? Were you just in the background? Like, what was your role? You were just there. I was in the background at Kenya at Kenya's fake wedding that the girls threw for her in San Francisco. <laughs> I was in the background acting. Well, I mean, I wasn't acting. All of my faces that I were making was like real stuff because I watched the show and I was in the middle of it, you know. But yeah, that shows how um, well connected I am. Uh, Okay, so I always love, love, love to start the show off with some random questions. This today, they're going to kind of be related to brokenness. Some are, some are not. But the first one's going to be related to Issa Rae um, and Insecure because that was the the quote that you chose. Did you watch the first episode of season four of Insecure? literally just watched it before we got on here and it just finished that's why i was a little late jumping on because i was finishing the episode okay so since you've seen the episode you don't have to have seen the show even though i do highly recommend you watch insecure in general but the first question is is if your new business partner was dating your ex of five years could you continue the business relationship Mm. so we had talked about this already last night and i guess i was thinking I must have read the question wrong and I was thinking that it was like Molly or her other friends that had known about it. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I was thinking, could she continue the relationship? Like, for example, if Molly knew that the new business partner was dating Lawrence all this time. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like it was awkward, but I feel like I would be able to continue the relationship just because of how much progress they've made thus Mm -hmm. far. Also, how thinking about how long it's been since Issa and Lawrence have been like dealing with each other. If right. those timelines were different, I would say something else. 
Right, right, right. And I ask you this because I did a poll on my Instagram after the show, and out of 40 people, five people said that they would break off the business relationship if they found out that their new business partner was dating their ex of five years. And I said, y'all ain't about your money because- Like, why <laughs> Why are your feelings that deep? Like, I think you gotta be professional in, in that sense. Like, yes. We just gotta be like, okay, look, this is what it is. We're gonna keep moving. Like you've already built up a business, like especially with where Issa and what's the girl's name? Girl, Cora. I don't know. <laughs> Loretta, I don't know. It's Loretta? I said Clorox, Cloretta, Chlorine, <laughs> something like that. Anyway. Clorox. It starts with a C. I, she's more affected by this than Easter should be. Like, I think she's the one that's probably feeling something because now she's finding out about somebody she's dated their past. I like, guess one thing for us to hear about exes, but then to be like low-key friends with them. Yeah. That's different. So I feel like she's going to be more affected than Issa will. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sociopath, but I would not be that affected if I were her. If I was Issa, of course, I would be more affected because five years is a long time to be with somebody. But they've had so much closure. Mm -hmm. Like you have no choice but to move on, you know, Um, because you've you was already going to do that anyway. So I would probably just say don't bring him to none of the events. I would I would have to bring it. I feel like we would have to all get chummy. Like we'd all have to be like cool. Yeah. Cuz I think not bringing him to the events adds that other level of like awkwardness cuz it's yeah. like why can't he come, you know. You know why he can't come? Cuz I've seen his pee pee. Like that's fine. You don't have to be thinking about that <laughs> together. It's in the past. We're adults. We've moved on. Uh, Kiana's more mature than I am. I thought I was mature, but she's more mature than I am. I'd be like, girl, no, he saw my booty hole. He saw my booty hole. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'd love to hear about the brokest date you've been on. Oh, my gosh. Um, so many growing up. <laughs> When you have all the men who are starving artists, rappers, actors, um, I can't think of the brokest. One that stands out in my mind is one that a friend who she always tells this story, and I actually know this guy that she went on a date with, so it was really funny when she told the story to a group. But anyway, she goes out with this guy, and um, they're going to go to the movies. So they go to the movies, and he's like, oh, I got this coupon, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes to use the coupon and it's like expired. So it doesn't work. So he's like, damn, like, I guess that was like, you know, he had a set amount of money he was going to pay for these movie tickets. Right. So then he gets up there and he's like, uh, well, I'm, how do you feel about getting child kids tickets? And she's like, oh, okay. Like they're going to see a rated R movie. And he's just like, all right, I'm going to get the child tickets or whatever. So something happens where they don't end up going to the movie. I think they got there too late. It was full, whatever. And he's like, okay, cool. We'll just go to um, Yogurt Land, right? So they go to Yogurt Land and she's getting ready to go up there and pick her stuff. And he's like, nah, 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 get the sample cup and you just fill it up to the top. That's, that's all you got to do. You don't even got to pay for it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, this is a true story. <laughs> Hold on. So hold on. He saved money on the movie ticket. Yes. And now he wants her to fill up her sample yogurt cup. Yes. At Yogurtland. So he's over there filling up the little, you know, the sample cup. How yes. Small it is. 
filling it up to the top. It's like spiraling up. And the worker who works there is coming over is like, sir, you can't, you can't fill up the cup like that. Like, that's not what those are used for. And my friend, meanwhile, is like, I'm just going to buy my own yogurt. Like, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> so she proceeded to buy her own yogurt. They did not see a movie. And he's over there eating out of his sample cup and hasn't spent any money on this date. That is the brokest date I had ever heard of. And I was just like, I can't. But then once I realized who the person was and he's someone in my friend's circle, yeah. I was like, that makes absolute sense. Like he just a broke L.A. dude who just doesn't give a fuck either, clearly, like because this story has been told and retold multiple times. So everybody knows this story. The thing about it is if a guy was willing, I, honestly, if a guy was willing to do that to me on a date, I'd be like, you must not be into me. Because you have literally, I'm not your wife. And he probably hit her up like, so you want to hang out again? Like, and that's like typical, I want to say, I don't want to put it on LA dudes, but there are a lot of LA dudes out there that will serve a date like that and think that you guys are going out again and you had a great time. Like, <laughs> can they spend no money on you whatsoever? Oh, that is so, that is a really broke date. I've never, that's probably one of the worst dates I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's one of the top. Uh, I was in a FaceTime group I got pulled into last week with like 30 people in New York and everyone was sharing their bad dates, which weirdly, it was only women who've had bad dates because we were like, wait, do men even have bad dates? Like, what, what is <laughs> a bad date for you, right? But all the women were sharing their bad date stories and it all had to do with the men not paying some portion of the date for Cause that was like the expectation. It's our first date. Why would you like? Yeah. Is that is that not the norm anymore? Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> one of my best guy friends, uh, or one of my best friends from high school, is a guy, and he has told me about bad dates before. One of the ones that really sticks out in my mind. I really tried to make jokes about this, but I couldn't think of any because it's not my experience, but. Anyway, is they go, first of all, he meets this girl on Instagram or whatever. And he gets, he says on her Instagram, she's bad, fine, gorgeous. He meets her in person and she looks a mess. Like she's not, she doesn't look different. Like she catfished him. She just looks like she ran to the restaurant, <laughs> like disheveled. So he said her hair looked like wet. Like she, and this is a black girl, her hair looked wet. Like she had just got out of the rain or the shower. It was just a mess. And he was like, okay, she don't really look like her pictures. And then the, the he gets there before her, they sit down. The, the hostess drops them off at their table. And she asked the hostess, okay, can I get a water? And can I get a Hennessy and Coke? And can I get some crawfish? What? Wait. <laughs> You order it from the hostess and you order in that hood combination. Like, what? she ordered. Oh my gosh. She ordered, tried to order from the waitress and the wait or the hostess. And the hostess was like, girl, I'm going to go get the waitress and she'll be over here. She ended up, he said she ordered so much food. She ate it all. And then they went to an after party from one of her friends where as soon as she got into the door, she pretty much just left him. And then he finds her in the kitchen eating ribs. And he was like, <laughs> she 
is eating way too much from to make me comfortable. Like I, he ended up leaving her at the party. Like, oh, I don't feel good. Like the food, there must have been an issue with my food. Can you get a ride? And she was like, yeah. And he left her at that party. Oh my God, I would have left her too. Like quickly. Big hungry. You need to <laughs> sit down. Like I'm out. Not big. And she wasn't even like. It was so unexpected. He's like, she's not a big girl, but one day she will be because. She keep having dates and after dates like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Broke dates. Exactly. Exactly. That was a bad one. I still think about that. That was probably like four years ago. I think about that to this day. That is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, the last question, I guess, and related to brokenness is... One thing about black people is we are innovative when we hungry, right? That's like that creativity Issa was talking about. So I'd love to know what is a good broke sandwich to you? And if you don't know what a broke sandwich is, like I'm talking about mayonnaise sandwich, a a good old grilled cheese. What is something that you enjoy that you would consider a broke sandwich? Um, I'm like old fashioned. I think peanut butter and jelly is a broke sandwich because I don't want to cook nothing. Like if I have to put it in a pan, like grilled cheese, that's kind of fancy to me. Really? You're putting it in a pan. You're bringing out utensils to make it. Like all I need <laughs> for peanut butter and jelly is like one spoon and I could do that and then make that. And like peanut butter and jelly is going to last. Like it's something like if you're broke and all you have is a loaf of bread and peanut butter and jelly, you good. That's lunch for like weeks. <laughs> like, so that's facts. I, that's my favorite broke sandwich. Mine is grilled cheese. I, I, I never thought somebody would call me bougie for that. It's not bougie. It's just that it's, it's more work. <laughs> like I don't, I want to do the least amount of work as possible. Like, and it's not, it's, it's definitely, I think, a broke option because there's only like two ingredients, really. And you could make it quick. It's, but it's still like grilled cheese, especially in LA. They have like, you know, like the nice, fancy grilled cheese. You can make it with goat cheese or feta or whatever. Oh, that's gentrified. Gentrified grilled cheese. It's possible, but yeah. Sometimes I do get a little, bo- you cannot make peanut butter and jelly bougie. That is one thing about that. You can, depending on what kind of peanut butter and jelly. (laughs) Oh, that's facts. What kind of peanut butter and jelly do you use? Well, I use just whatever jelly I get from Trader Joe's or Ralph's or whatever. The cheapest one. I'm not getting like fancy, organic, you know, super locally sourced. But with peanut butter, I have found that sunflower butter tastes so much better than peanut butter and almond butter. And in the price range, it's in between both. So I use sunflower butter. It's way better than both of those kinds of nut butters. And that's what I use. And I also can eat it by itself. Like peanut butter is cool. You can eat it by itself too. But it's just like, I've been eating peanut butter all my life. Like I want something new. My palate is, you know, it's better now. (laughs) I just want to let you know that is the whitest butter (laughs) and jelly sandwich that I've ever. You just said sunflower butter. Made from sunflower seeds. Yes. It's really good. I, I know it is because sunflower seeds are delicious. They are. Now imagine it whipped and creamy. <laughs> it's so good. But do you do sugar added or no sugar added? Sugar added for sure. Okay, yeah. I okay. that kind. So, I was yeah, about to say. It's really good. I mean, even with sugar added, it's not a ton of sugar in it, but it's yeah. amazing. Okay, let's head to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what's trending now that we're dead smack in the middle of quarantine. And it all has to do with brokenness. Kiana... 
sip your wine and uh, we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm still here with my friend and my guest, Kiana Garner. Hi. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about some trending topics, and they all have to do with our wonderful Issa Rae quote around brokenness. Okay, so during the quarantine, NBA players are receiving a 25% pay cut, and some of them are complaining. I'd like to know, Kiana, do you think that the 25% pay cut is fair? Um, and have you heard of this? And like, what do you think? I have not heard of this. I don't know if fair is the right word <laughs> because we're talking about multimillionaires. Um, and the reason I say fair is because they're not working right now. Right. The NBA has lost, I think, about two billion dollars from the shutdown. So I'm wondering, it, it's because they're not working. Do you think it's fair? There's lots of people who aren't working who aren't getting paid and some people who aren't working who are. So that's why I use that word. Fair. Um, I mean, I don't know about the 25 percent and how they came to that number um, for them. Um, I'm sure that is a drastic reduction in terms of their, you know, they're used to in terms of their lifestyle i'm sure they can still afford sunflower butter at trader joe's (laughs) fine so like i mean i get it because i'm thinking about like what if this was me and i was in that situation and i was like damn 25 percent less but to your point yes they're not working i believe they still probably have to work out and maintain and do you know practices and stuff like that yeah to perform and play in games but facts yeah it's kind of hard i mean i can see both sides of it so i'm not i i couldn't i really couldn't understand them being mad but i could fit i could feel them being feeling some type of way about it like damn like this sucks yeah it's something that's out of everybody's control well essentially out of everybody's control so well you think somebody's controlling this what was that undertone (laughs) meaning like in terms of us social distancing and trying to like get us back to normalcy sooner. Um, it's not, it, it kind of is in our control, but then at the same time, we're at the mercy of our, um, of Donald Trump. So, yeah. I thought you were going to say some conspiracy theory or something like that. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole today on a conspiracy theory and I just like got angry and I was like, this is why you don't pay attention to this stuff. Like, <laughs> I was, it was when I woke up this morning, it was like a Reddit thing that came up and I was like, it was talking about this thing called Agenda 21. Have you heard of this? No. Which is this whole thing about the fact that they're using like climate change to basically control us and turn us into like hunger games where there's like districts and so we're basically going to get sectioned off which you start to see now because now all the federal governments are you know they're deciding how they want to handle the virus mm-hmm. but then you have the president who's like open up minnesota open up michigan and i think that's where it came from where i started like thinking about this i'm like yo this low-key is like the hunger games because each district has like differences in terms of numbers of cases and like you know what's important to them so yeah I went down this whole rabbit hole but I just it's a lot of stuff you can look it up later I'm mad that I watched it because I just felt like more ignorant afterwards (laughs) (laughs) you didn't learn one thing I mean it's learn versus like (laughs) these are all very like people are pulling things like they're they're reaching they're reaching really high 
reaching connect things and I'm just like okay y'all this is a lot like what do you how do you have the time but this is also white men who have the time and are very passionate about this because this is their country so apparently they gotta uh understand what's going on so girl my tangent but woo, this is white men and this is their country that was a whole reed roast <laughs> right Okay, apparently the country was built on y'all's backs. I have no say so. So if y'all want to create conspiracy theories as to why things are going the way they're going. Knock yourself out. You know, I love a good conspiracy theory. So please send it to me after the show. Um, <laughs> I hate to talk about my NBA players like this because there's so many reasons why they're known for being fiscally irresponsible along with like NFL players. But if you guys can't take a 25% pay cut because y'all aren't working and the world is under panic right now, something is wrong with you and your spending. Yeah. It's like, you need to talk to your financial advisor. This is hurting you right now. Like I don't think any of them need to, should be affected by this financially. Like it shouldn't be like, Oh, now I can't pay my mortgage. Like you should definitely still be able to pay your mortgage with the 25% pay cut. So. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be spending fifty more than 50% of your pay on mortgage, which is what most of the U.S. spends on where they live is like around 50%, which is more than what you're supposed to spend. Right, exactly. I don't care if you have to sit in your mansion and eat sunflower uh, butter and jelly sandwiches. Make it work, okay? Work. They'll find some money from somewhere, I'm sure, because... That pay cut is only what they're getting from the NBA. That's not accounting for all the endorsements that they have, which a lot of them have, and they have residual checks that are mm-hmm. so they're fine. That's facts. Well, you did touch on one thing that I actually wanted to talk to you about. You were talking about the Hunger Games and how the U.S. could be. That's going to be the headline for this uh, podcast. Kiana Garner. It talks about how the U.S. could now be uh, the new Hunger Games. They, they take just your put word. that headline out there and then <laughs> you listen to it. You're like, wait, they barely touched on that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, one thing, Texas is opening up next week and Florida opened their beaches this weekend. In fact, my mom literally just texted me and texted me, and this was her text. Retail stores for drive-up pickup on Monday, Wednesdays for elective surgeries, and parks on Friday. So that means that's the order in which they're going to open up the state. Between Texas and Florida, which do you think is the dumbest? (laughs) Which is the dumbest, oh man. That it could be a whole other podcast um, because then you have to like rate them on so many levels. Um, I don't know about dumbest, but I think it's in terms of like what's going to have the biggest impact on because this opening back up again is basically going to spread the virus even further. And we're going to see a spike in number of cases and deaths because of this. Um, I think Florida, just because beaches is such a like touristy hot spot for them and Mm. people flood the beaches like it's just a lot of people are there so I think that's gonna be a hot spot for the virus to spread and even if you guys are out there wearing masks and gloves and stuff it's still going to be transmitted to people so yeah I think Florida is not thinking properly in terms of this in Texas I mean I've only been to Texas once and I went to Houston and the only thing we did was go to bars. So are they opening up bars in Texas? I don't think so. I don't know. She said there Texas is opening 
part of the state. I don't really know what that means. I just, um, I haven't gone into details to see what they're going to open up either. But I do know that Texas has actually seen an increase in deaths and an increase of uh, cases as of this week. So this is kind of like their climax, right? So instead of shutting things down even further to sort of break the cycle, they're opening things back up while you're seeing an uphill in cases and deaths. Like this doesn't make sense, you know? I don't know what district they would be labeled under (laughs) but it'd be the district you need to just run through okay district i'm not coming (laughs) district i'm not that's not even stop there (laughs) okay and i'm like how can we shut down those states because i don't need anybody traveling to or from any of those states like that actually there's no reason to go there i'm sorry for my family that i have there my apologies to you but there's really no reason to go in or out right now yeah, I mean, it would have to come down to maybe us closing our borders, like California, which I don't see happening. So I don't know. It sucks. Okay, well, moving on to the next topic. It's a little bit more fun. It still has to do with bro- brokenness, but uh, celebrities are doing some interesting things right now during the quarantine. And it shows, frankly, to me that they're a little desperate, okay? Safari started an OnlyFans account. Now, have you heard about the uphill in uh, OnlyFans accounts over the past few weeks? They've seen like over a 70% increase in account creation. So I've heard about OnlyFans and how people are starting to create more accounts. But my question is, what is Safari's OnlyFans? Like, what is he doing on his account? Girl, he's showing his thangalang. What? 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 I haven't seen the account, but he had a picture that he posted by the pool and from the knee all the way up to the chest was covered and it said, check out my OnlyFans. And girls were saying, you're married, you're engaged or whatever he is. They were like, this is not appropriate. And a lot of people are saying that it's not appropriate for him to have created an account and he doesn't care. Who's working in the the relationship right now? He's trying to bring in some revenue. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. What is she doing? Does she have an OnlyFans account? Should they have a joint one? I don't know. But yes, it is completely inappropriate for him to be just flashing it out for everybody to see. But it's like, is it, are you really that hard up for money right now? Because if you were just some like dude in the streets that's like on unemployment right now and you and your girl are like, we need money for this wedding, I could understand. But Safari doesn't he have money? Didn't he get money from managing Nikki? Did he? Manage, <laughs> I don't know what he did with her. I know they were together. I think he got may have gotten some money from her on a lawsuit. But the thing about the thing about it to me is Safari. We've already seen it. Like not me personally, but he was trending on Twitter like last year because everybody was impressed by the size of his mandingo or whatever it looks like. I didn't see it. I'm not going to lie. I searched for it, but I couldn't find it. (laughs) But we've already seen it. Yeah, but then now you're trying to get people to pay for it because we could probably pull that up right now. I could probably do a deep dive and find it. I mean, you have the time, Kiana. I have the time. (laughs) Charge me on an OnlyFans account to see something I could pull up for free. What are you doing in the thing? Are you doing something different with it? Does it have a hat on? Like, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh you know what I really want to see um 
if I can see how much his monthly subscription is, let me just see really quick. It only takes a second. If, if the link is in his bio, which it is, I just pulled it up on Instagram. I'm pulling up his OnlyFans. It's $20.99 a month. So that's $21 a month. From the sounds of his captions, it looks, it really sounds like he's just posting workout pics. I got something real special for y'all. To every here, I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all making today productive. Okay, he has errors in that. He says, this is all for motivational purposes. Health is wealth. I have something dope for everyone to be a part of. I appreciate you all. What? Appreciate them for following his workout pictures. You can't see his pics, but the doesn't that sound like working out, like health is wealth? He mentions that a lot. I don't, I don't get it. But you know what? If he can get people to pay that, more power to him. I just don't understand. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic and y'all are out here giving $20 a month to watch him do some bullshit. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, that wouldn't be the first person that I'd signed up for. Um, that's a really good question. Who would be the first person? <laughs> you were about to ask me. Um, $20 a month. Who would you sign up for? I would definitely sign up with um, Yaya, who was supposed to be, well, he is the star of Candyman, which isn't coming out now because of, you know, movie theaters being closed down, but he was the main character in The Watchmen as well. He was one of the characters in that. You know who Yaya is. Hold on. I can't pronounce the rest of his name. That's why I just said his first name. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would not. I, I think we've talked about him before in the past. I would not pay $1 for him. Um, I would pay $40 a month to just see him. <laughs> <laughs> Premium package. I don't even, there's not even a tier for it. I would pay for it. <laughs> uh, $40 a month to see Yaya. I'd really, I'd really have to think. Uh, of course, this is all hypothetical because I am with my own Yaya right now. But if I had to choose a celebrity that I would pay for, $20 a month for their OnlyFans, not only for videos, but also to hear them speak, just so that I can message them and let them know what I would like to hear them talk about as well. It would have to be Barack Obama, $25. Oh, so you're thinking like classy stuff. No, without clothes as well. Without clothes. Uh, <laughs> and to hear him tell me whatever he want to tell me, girl. <laughs> I could not imagine Barack. I mean, I would love to hear his voice. Like Barack has a very soothing voice. Mm -hmm. Like just imagine him saying some like crazy stuff on OnlyFans with that voice. But you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Barack would have to get in shape. He would have to be in really good shape. Mm -hmm. He couldn't probably come in just with his body he's working with right now. He'd have to get in some serious shape. But yeah, you know why not? Yeah, I think I just would want to see him in golf shirts. Just. <laughs> Just wear your golf shirts. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. We have one more thing that I wanted to touch on. And a part of me is on a, is like, girl, why do you even want to talk about this? But that also makes me want to talk about it. Okay. So I have Lori Harvey showed a sonogram on her TV stand a few weeks ago. Did you see the clip or no? No, I didn't. So it's getting more serious with her in future. I know that they're dating. But now she's pregnant. No, she hasn't confirmed. But what happened was she was watching one of the lives on her TV. 
I don't even know what she was watching on her TV. I think it was one of the uh, DJ battles. This was at the beginning of the quarantine. She takes her phone and she puts it. And John, my husband, told me about the video. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's terrible for her. What if she mean to, didn't mean to tell people she was pregnant? But I saw the clip. It was so blatant that she had the sonogram on the TV stand. Like, it was literally a white Ikea-looking TV stand with nothing on it but a sonogram and the TV. How could you miss that? And she posted it to her Instagram story. And you could see the sonogram sitting there and she zooms in on the TV. Yeah. I looked at her Instagram yesterday because I don't follow her because why would I? And she hasn't posted a body pic since then. Hmm. So my question for you is, um, if she is indeed pregnant by future, what does that mean for our, for our future? What does that mean for the world? <laughs> what does that mean for our future? First of all, that means what futures, uh, his total number of offspring is 25, 30. <laughs> Who knows? 45, 65, 75. We could just keep going. I have no idea. I mean, I'm just thinking about like, how much does he really make as an artist? Because like, I'm thinking about all this like child support he has to pay. Girl. And, and also like, if you have that many kids, you might as well just start a school. Like, because you're going to have to pay for all these college tuitions. Just start a school called like Futures School and they all go to the same school together because they can make up a whole class. He has like a, a graduating class right now of whatever year. <laughs> That's actually smart. It would probably cost him less to bring all his kids to his home and have a private tutor come in to teach them everything at home school than it would for them to go to school separately at private schools or wherever they're attending school. Right, because I'm sure they're paying for private school education for all these kids and all the tuition is expensive. You better start the future school of all his goddamn kids and they all go there and he should start his own cult because he haven't he already has enough following you know what i mean with the baby mamas and the kids mm-hmm. he's just like a cult leader because they don't cult leaders tend to be uh what is it polyamorous so they have like yep. multiple wives girlfriends babies mamas all that stuff he might as well might as well join and just get pregnant and then they just have this like commune of women who all have kids by future. Oh my God, there's gonna be a bunch of kids that are gonna grow up and all all of them are gonna have the dad. Future is their dad. What are their lives gonna be like? Oh my goodness. Well, when I saw that, I said, we're not getting out of the quarantine until 2021, for real, because everybody dumb. Every single person is stupid. Um, we're getting dumber. Is quarantine making us dumber or smarter? I <laughs> oh my gosh, girl. That's the perfect time to take a break. When we come back, we will be entering the Keep It Real corner. That's where we give advice to one of our listeners. And this girl uh, has been with a guy for a really long time and she takes care of him or something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when we come back, we will get into it. Hey there, welcome back to Colored Couch Conversations. I'm with my very special guest, Kiana Garner, and we are now in the Keep It Real Corner where we give advice to our listeners who are in sticky situations. Uh, Kiana, are you ready for this b- bullshit? <laughs> yes, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> This listener uh, sent me a message on Instagram. It says, my boyfriend has not had a job in five years. Girl, what? (laughs) We've been together the whole time, five years, and I work full time. He sits at home and takes me to and from work. I pay for dinners. 
gas, etc. He wants to marry me. Should I keep him or leave him? What's your advice, Kiki? So she has a son. Girl. <laughs> Is what I hear from that. You've adopted a, a, a grown man. <laughs> and you've been paying for him for five years. Like, and he wants to marry you. That's weird. Like, so you want to do this for the rest of your life? Like, because right. that's going to happen. Because if he is comfortable enough to allow you to pay for everything for five years um, and obviously not get a job or contribute anything financially, then he is comfortable with you doing that for the rest of y'all lives. So if that's what you want, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> There's just one thing. There's so many things that Cardi B have said, but the one thing that I always go back to is forever. Forever, exactly. Uh, my problem that really stands out with me, and, and I think a lot of people think like this, men and women, she said, should I keep him or leave him? Girl, that's, it, that's the problem. Should I keep him? He's not a toy. Like, do you just want to have a man? Like, I don't understand. Should you keep him or leave him? Like, no, get rid of him. Right. And I think that part is the, the thing, the fact that you have to even ask that question, you've already gotten your answer. 100%. Question somebody that I'm with for that long that is not employed and that I'm supporting. I think you already know what the answer is. I think with most women, it's just a matter of like doing it. They know the answer. When they ask their girlfriends for advice all the time, they're just like, oh, I don't know. No, you know. Yeah. Somebody to validate your decision. (laughs) That's all it is. Yeah. Like once you get to the point where you're like, oh, should I leave? You should probably leave. I'm not even going to say how can a man do that because I have so... I have enough friends that have been in situations like that. I mean, including myself, but not to that extent. Yeah. Of men who are okay with a woman supporting them for like long periods of time. Like that's their MO. Like that's their whole thing. Like, let me find a woman I could live with, hopefully get her pregnant so she won't go nowhere. Mm. And then keep leeching off of her for as long as I can. Like there's men like that out there. You know what? I don't I don't think I've ever dated anybody. I don't even really think I've been around a whole lot of well besides my older men in your family, no shade. <laughs> but uh older men in your family, yes. But I don't think I've ever been around any young guys who is just comfortable with a woman taking care of them per se, but plenty of men who don't want better for themselves. Like they fine with just uh working at the shoe store. Yep. And that's where they gonna work. And just because they work there and pay a few bills, they're like, you're not taking care of me. But it's fine, but you don't want better for yourself. Like You gonna work there forever, and then we gonna have kids, and then they gonna work there? Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> this is not a family business, Kiana. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> but there are men like that, and I'm, like, so amazed by it, because I'm just like, don't they feel, like, less of a man? Because you're paying for everything and they don't they have no shame yeah i think the other thing about this too is a lot of times when we hear stories like this and we talk to our girlfriends we're like girl he he 
he needs to want better for himself him he he but really why are you putting up with this yeah why don't you want better for yourself Facts. Question. you need to ask yourself like why are you there now should i leave him or keep him and i think that's what a lot of women do too they try to like let him make the decision like maybe he'll you know decide to be better or make you know the whole thing about a man changing but at the same time you're giving all the control over to him somebody who financially has no control in this situation (laughs) so why i don't i don't get it it all comes down to just like what people believe they deserve and you believe you deserve a man who ain't got no job and hasn't had one for five years where do you see any potential like the pattern is recurring. He doesn't have a job every year. He don't have no job. <laughs> every year. year. Do he even make New Year's resolutions at this point? Exactly. Is it to like not have a job again? Is that just <laughs> I couldn't even be with nobody like that because he'd be like, it's a new year, new me. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no. Are you not allowed to have a lot of things if you don't have a job? I don't think as a man who hasn't had a job in that amount of time, you should not have social media. Because what are you posting about? What do you have to... Girl, there is so much to post about when you're at home. But you don't need to post about anything. (laughs) I don't need to hear updates on your life. You don't have no job. You're not aspiring to do anything. Or maybe he is. Maybe he's an aspiring something. So I don't know. If, if 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 he's an aspiring rapper, leave him right now, today. Right now. After five years, you ain't got a single or nothing. It's so funny though, because it's like, I, I say something on my Instagram all the time that I think that people might find offensive. And it's just simply low self-esteem, girl. That's what it comes down to. A lot of women have that low self-esteem and they're just like, oh, I just need somebody. Like, no, you could do bad all by yourself. Um, Mary J. Blige will tell you. (laughs) Now, I got a question for you. I've seen older people, and when I say older, I mean like in their 60s and above, put up with stuff like this. Is there an age limit to where you just say, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to just be with him because he funny and I need somebody to watch a movie with. So you're saying, is there an age limit where it's appropriate to just be with somebody who's not shit? Yeah. I think the only age limit to that is your 20s. After your 20s, if you're still messing with people who aren't shit, you aren't shit. Like, that's how I feel. You don't think it's okay if you're, like, 70, 60? I mean, if you're not married, I guess. But, like, what are you getting out of the situation? I need to know, like, what I'm getting. Other than, I guess, companionship. If that's all you're looking for is companionship and not a mutual partner in life, then that's fine. Do it. But then if you 70, you should be retired by now anyway. And so should your jobless friend. So <laughs> retiring from not having a job. <laughs> <laughs> I could see, you know, like if I was single at 70, I could just see myself being like, if we were friends, for example, still, you being like, Jasmine, why do you take care of this man? You're a widow. You're 75. And I'm like, girl, I'm trying to go to Bali and I ain't going by myself. And you can't go. You busy. So what else I'm going to do? Like, I'm going to have to go with him. So this is reminding me of uh, Tyler Perry's movie. (laughs) (laughs) What's the movie called? I can't remember. The, okay, I forget the movie name, but I tell you right now, it didn't make no sense because I just looked at it the other day. A fall from grace. I'm like, where did she fall from? So she fell from being like, she was winning. She was on her, you know, she had her job going. She was good. 
Then he comes into her life, takes her house. Lo- she loses her job. She she lost everything, right, from this man. But that's an example to me of, like, an older woman wanting to take, like, a younger man. Not saying it has to be a younger man, but under her wing and, like, just be with him just so she's not alone. Yeah. That's what it sound like. He just preyed on lonely old women, like. And there are guys who probably do that in real life. So it's like, do you want to deal with that aspect of it too? Well, I mean, I said you can be old and lonely, but not stupid. You don't have to marry him and give him y'all all your info and all that. Girl, you supposed to just sleep with the man a few times and go on about your business. Right, but see, I'm scared because what if I get to that age and say I am single and I can see how easily a woman like that could be taken advantage of. Like, I don't know what's going to be the trending thing. I don't know what's going to be the new Instagram at that time and how he's going to be able to take my social security number. So I'm <laughs> like, okay, you need my phone? Go ahead. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to be taken advantage of at that age. <laughs> and that is a lesson for this. If y'all don't learn nothing else this episode, I want you to know that if he says... He needs your phone. Your response better not be, you need my phone? Go ahead. He stole all your information. I don't even know how, but it's possible. It's possible. Hilarious. OMG. Okay, well, girl, we said all that to say, if you're not 70 or 75, which I know you're not, break up with him. Why? You, what are you doing? It's over. It's been over. Oh, my gosh. This is so funny. Okay. Well, Kiana, thank you so much for being a guest. I'd love to know, like, what are you working on right now? How are you keeping um, yourself sane during the quarantine? How can we find you on Instagram to help you keep sane? Yes. Um, so my Instagram handle is at Kiana is intrigued, all one word. Um, you can find me there. Um, I also have a link to my blog, what was I supposed to be doing again, um, wordpress.com, where I really just started that blog when I decided I wanted to be a writer. And I was like, okay, I'm temping now. I've quit my full-time job. This is like my journey of like how I'm going to like keep myself busy and creative and like basically just everything that was going on in my life from that time up until now. So you can find that there. Um, I co-wrote a pilot called For Evan's Sake. And we have recently, we shot the pilot and we shot a second episode. Um, We were pitching it around to networks. We also put it in some film festivals. So um, it also ran on Revolt TV for a few months. Um, So now we're releasing it um, to the world because everybody's at home right now and can watch content. So it's on YouTube for free. You can watch uh, episodes one, two, and three, I believe are up now. And we're posting every Monday. Um, So you can see a new episode of For Evan's Sake there. Um, yeah, how I'm keeping busy because I am a writer. So most of my, you know, day consists of me just like sitting in front of a computer or just being in my house. Um, I'm trying to consume more content and see or watch different things that I didn't get to see like back in the day. Like I never saw the perks of being a wallflower, which is a random movie from like 2012, but I remember wanting to see it. So I watched it last night on Netflix and I'm like, oh, this is actually a really good movie. So I'm finding myself being inspired by things that are just out in the world that I never had the time to see. So that's how I'm just like catching up on pop culture, I guess. 
Um, also, I'm taking a class um, through MoMA right now. MoMA is the Museum of Modern Art. They're offering free classes right now if you're interested in art or interested in anything really, because Harvard is also offering class courses that you can take for free. So if you want to learn a new skill right now, that's a way to stay creative. Um, take a walk outside, uh, watch some different content on TV. We've already said what our favorites are. Dave is a new series that everybody should check out. And you put me on today if I just started watching it. <sighs> I'm mad I love it this much, but I do trust your suggestions. Good. I'm glad you like it. So, yeah, that. I watched Insecure today, the new episode um, or new season. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I'm staying busy and trying to put myself on a schedule because it's hard when you don't have a nine to five to structure your day. So now I'm like, okay, wake up, eat lunch, do this, da 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 da. So, that's how I'm staying busy, but yeah, make, basically just working on my writing and scripts because staffing season is escaping us now, and this is a time where I need to be um, sending out, you know, new projects and stuff like that, so. Exactly, and you never know what's going to happen when things get back up and running because the whole year has been shifted, so we just kind of have to roll with it. Exactly, that's where mm -hmm. we're at now. Well, listen, I always 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 appreciate a good conversation with you kiana whether we are on a podcast or we are just on our own couches which is the whole point i will say that kiana really inspired me to create this podcast so i really appreciate her being one of my very first guests so y'all rate review subscribe on the platform that you're listening on right now if you love colored couch conversations make sure to tell someone about the show okay i'm not playing with you you can follow us on instagram at colored couch conversations and you can also watch the show on my youtube comedian jasmine w on youtube and my name is phil j-a-z-m-y-n thanks to my dad i really appreciate y'all for listening and i will talk to y'all next week bye bye